Thank you, chaplains, for being here. We certainly appreciate your support. And uh, before I start, I would like for you to pray with me again as we acknowledge the presence of our Lord and Savior and ask him to bless my remarks. My remarks, that's the only thing that I'm going to do, and it, it's not going to be long. Father, we acknowledge you today, and we pray that you would give us wisdom and vision for the future. We thank you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes, my favorite text is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I would also like to take a moment and introduce again, I want to do that. We made history at NAD when we elected an associate director. And I feel very good about it because it was the way to go. And so the committee voted and Jilda Roddy became the first director of Adventist Chaplaincy Ministries. An exercise. Jilda, come on up, come on up. Amen. Very powerful chaplain. And then, no, please stay by. And then I want to um, introduce to you Chaplain Bill Cork. Um, Army? <laughs> Not Navy. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you so much. And then we're very happy to have another assistant director, and that's Chaplain Lee. Dr. Lee, would you please come and join us at this time? <clears throat> you know, I thank God so much for this team, and after my remarks, Chaplain Roddy will make some remarks, and then we're going to ask um, Bill and Angela also to share a little bit about their territories, because we cover the entire United States, including uh, Canada, uh, Wales, uh, there's Guam and Hawaii, and they were in Hawaii with me recently. So um, thank you all so very much. And we're going to have a Q&A afterwards, and they're going to join me because there are some questions perhaps that you may have uh, directly to them. Now, let me ask a question. Let me... Uh, would you stand if you're serving presently in healthcare? Wow, let's give them a hand. That is powerful. Thank you so much. Um, what about campus? Yes, go, yes, yes. All right, all right. What about corrections? Hey, man, this is, uh, this is remarkable. Community, fire department, health, okay. Police department, oh, there you are back there. And uh, there's another group, um, military. <laughs> <clears throat> Thank you so very much. I think... That included everybody. It is an honor 
to serve at Adventist Chaplaincy Ministries. One of the newest departments at the North American Division. That's right. Established in 2015, I'm privileged to serve in my role, and also I'm building upon the enduring legacy of a wonderful staff, and of course, the previous directors. Dr. Paul Anderson is here today. Dr. Anderson, could you please stand? also understand that Gary Council is also here, uh, not in the room now, but we want to thank God for each of them. As you are aware that ACM is the ecclesiastical endorsing agency for the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists, providing support for more than 750 Seventh-day Adventist church. And I believe we have the best chaplains globally. That, that's on you. Our mission is to represent denominational interests in the chaplaincy and military-related services. Our current ACM vision depicts, let me read it for you, Adventist chaplains providing competent and responsible caring for the religious needs and spiritual well-being of all persons associated with the institution or organization they serve. Our mission and vision will continue to be realized throughout the endorsement of applicants who meet the requirements. And I want you to know that the standard is high. We're looking for the very best chaplains. We will continue to nurture, to advise, and to provide resources that support our endorsed chaplains in a variety of ways with special emphasis on professional development. I've asked Gilderati to lead this initiative, and I want you to hear this. This will include the creation of a learning and professional development committee that will plan for the next three years where we will have our meetings and the topics that you would like for us to discuss. We realize, that yes, it's four of us, but you know, we need to hear from you because we work for you. And what you share with us is very important. And she will share that later on with us. 
Our work at ACM will also align with the North American Division's strategic focus. Together in mission. Let's say together in what? In mission, which incorporates the General Conference's theme, I will go, with emphasis on media multiplying and mentorship. Together, ACM, we will maximize the use of media to tell our ACM story. We can tell our story, and we're going to share what you're doing and how souls are being worked and how you're making a difference in chaplaincy. Also, with the power of God, we're going to have a, every year a video covering every variety of chaplaincy. So it's important for you to tell us. You're not bragging, but tell us what God has done for you. With multiplying, we intentionally focus on kingdom growth within the context of chaplaincy. We will establish a mentoring network, Chaplain Rodriguez, among Seventh-day Adventist chaplains that will foster collaborative sharing and learning opportunities with air addresses and email addresses so you will know who you're serving with so that you can stay in contact with them. Adventist Chaplaincy Ministries will maintain its commitment, and let me slow down, to treat each chaplain with the highest level of dignity and respect. And today, I challenge all of you to strive to represent the character of Christ in both your personal and professional lives and adhere to the highest moral and ethical standards of living. Few areas of ministry offers greater challenges, excitement, and opportunities than chaplaincy. In these challenging times with COVID-19, uh, wars, natural disasters, social and political unrest, chaplains are needed, Dietra, on the front line. For you, my brothers and sisters, when I look at you, I see the sons and daughters of Issachar. They understood the times. I thank you for your commitment dedication, and yes, devotion to duty. As we serve together, as we look forward to that glorious day that Isaiah, that lyrical poet, wrote about when he said so eloquently, and he, that is God, he will judge between the nations. And he will settle disputes, all disputes, 
We will beat our swords into plowshares and our spears into pruning hooks. And we shall study war no more. So today, I'm happy to let you know that I'm serving on the front line with you. And I look forward to visiting with you and our assistant directors and our associate director. We are here to serve you. And may God bless you. May God bless your families. And I want you to know most of all that you are valued and we appreciate you. At this time, Chaplain Roddy will come and share with us. And afterwards, our assistant directors will share. And then we're going to take your questions. And we're going to stay until every question, and I really mean it, has been answered. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chaplain uh, Washington Johnson. Let's give it up for our new director, everyone. <laughs> Wonderful. It's so good to see so many faces. And for those of you um, who I am meeting for the first time, I'm the face behind the emails and the phone calls that you've been receiving regarding called. And um, I want to thank Chaplain Johnson for just giving me the time to, to speak to you about some of the um, issues that we as chaplains are um, struggling with at the current, um, at the current time. Um, so several of you have called the office and have inquired about your credentials, your ministerial license, your ministerial credentials. Now this is particularly for those of you who are not employed by a Seventh-day Adventist institution, all right, please hear me. This is for those of you who are in the military and who are not in the reserve, so you're not with a local church. This is for those of you who are working in the prisons. This is for you who are working for a state hospital, a uh, self-supporting um, organization. Um, when the North American Division went through its elections two years ago and appointed new offices. The North American Division appointed a new secretary. Um, Elder Ahn, um, who chairs that committee, is very meticulous. Um, the North American Division gets audited. And I want to be very clear and very transparent, and I think the, the word for today uh, is transparency, right? We at ACM, we want to be very transparent with you. In order for us to receive our ministerial license or credentials, we need two pieces of information from you. The verification of employment, or if you're in the military, it's a memorandum, a statement um, of service, and your ordination certificate. Those are, and I will say, the only two pieces of paper. I very much recognize that um, most of us may not know exactly where it is, so it'll take some work for you um, to hunt that down. It can be done because the local church has record, uh, the local conference rather, has record when you were ordained. So 
Um, we have been working diligently, and I cannot stress that word, diligently. Our office staff has worked to call. You've received copious emails, phone calls. I, I promise that I will not, I see one of you smiling. Um, I want to make sure that you are ministering and you have a license to back that up, okay? When you are asked, and it, you know, you may go years without being asked for your ministerial credentials, but then it will come. And I don't want you to have to try to call us frantically, like you are doing now, um, for your credentials. So please, we're going to have a Q&A at the end, but I, I just want to, to be sure. M ministerial Credentials and licenses will not be issued by the credentialing committee unless ACM can provide verification of employment and um, your, your ordination certificate. Chaplain Roddy, I see you, but I will come to your questions after. I see you, Chaplain Valsin. We'll also recognize you. <laughs> so... Um, moving on from the credentials, I want to address the professional development, which is, I think, is a wonderful initiative from ACM. Um, we had a question in the back this morning asking, what can ACM do to resource our chaplains? In fact, part of the endorsing process is um, when we're interviewing you, we ask, what can we do for you? And most times, actually 100% of the time, you will say, well, what can you do so that we can retain our endorsement? We can retain, we can stay current. Um, so with this professional development team, I am so excited because we get to put a team together from all the chaplaincy disciplines of content experts that will help shape ACM and its future. So what you, some of you will be receiving calls from me asking you to prayerfully consider, and I want to stress the prayerful. This is, if there's one thing that, that I don't enjoy doing, is to meet just to meet, to rubber stamp a meeting. This, meet, this committee will be a working committee. Can I get an amen? amen. This, this committee will, will be put together so that we can resource our chaplains, whether you are in healthcare or military, community, campus, corrections, law enforcement, we will work for you. We will work with you. Another aspect of this committee will be to determine what conferences are uh, sponsored by ACM. We want to make sure that there is a uh, a time for us to come together like this. However, we want to bring in people outside of this so that we, all of us, can be poured into. There's a time and space for us to go and speak. And I enjoy when I hear that our chaplains are being asked to present. But the Professional Development Committee will reach out and seek out to 
content experts that will come and that will pour into us, that will fill us so that when we, when we step away outside of the ACM um, conference or retreat, we will be filled with what we need to do what God has called us to do. I think that's very important for us. So please, um, when I, call, I do call on you, um, prayerfully consider, in fact, um, even now, start to pray that God will impress on you to accept or not. Um, I pray that, that you do accept to serve on this committee, and it'll be this time for a three-year term. Um, the other issue that I do want to address, and I hope that you all did not bring anything to throw, but I do want to address our website, our database. Um, so the, the reality is, thank you, so, so here, here is where we are. Um, we've come a long way. I will say that I have built relationship with, with the, current, um, the current web host um, of our database. What we are currently doing is essentially putting Band-Aids on, on the, the, the issue of our database. Um, we are working diligently to up overhaul our website and our database. What does that mean? We're looking for a user-friendly, uh, a, a, a place where you can go and you don't have to call the office because you can't log on, you don't have to change your password, um, you can access all your documents, um, that everything that you are wanting, I want that too. Because what you're looking for, I have to do it as well for each of you that call. So um, I will be happier when we can have a, a user-friendly database and website that will help us be more efficient in our ministry. That's the purpose. It's for us to communicate, for us to make sure that we keep um, our annual reports, but let us be sure that this will be rectified. Please hear me. We are working diligently on that. Thank you. Um, now, I did mention an, our annual report. I have to say, when I go through the endorsement process with our chaplains, and I have some of you, I see you here, I stress because you ask, well, what do I need to do to keep my endorsement current? Our policy states that you have to complete an annual report. Now, there are extenuating circumstances if there's illness or death or work issues. <laughs> Those who have received phone calls from me, and I won't look at anyone in particular, you will know that you will receive an initial phone call that will say, what can ACM do to help you fill out your annual report? Because you, you've not filled one out. And, and I've looked at, at some. It's been since 2017 since you filled out. Um, we don't want to pull your endorsement. 
because we know how grueling it is. You've been through it. You know how tedious it is to fill out the paperwork, to go get the references, and then meet with us. So we want to make sure that you keep your endorsement. We, our ACM team, will do our part. But you have to do yours as well. So please go and make sure that you are current on your annual reports. And I know that you have to get through the website, but we will... I, I have worked with I have worked with you and you know who you are in making sure that you've submitted your annual report. For those of you who still haven't done it, call me. You have my cell phone. Call me. I will help you. Okay? I will help you. Um, so these are the these are the main um, initiatives that that I am going to oversee and work on for you. Um, I hope that you will allow us to serve you as we continue um, this new, under this new leadership. We are looking forward to continuing our partnership with each of you. Um, as Chaplain Johnson said, you are valued. We spend, we spend our days speaking to you, hearing your stories, um, praying for your for your, um, for your families, and um, my prayer is that we will continue to move forward together and that we will not allow um, just the little things to get in the way of us doing ministry. Um, lastly, what I want to say is, uh, as a follow-up from this morning's conversation, we at ACM like to educate those newly appointed officers at the local conference, at the union. Um, so what we would ask of you, and in conversations with us, I know we've mentioned, introduce yourself to the local conference. Introduce yourself to where you are currently serving. It goes a long way where the time comes that the local conference will need to, to call on you. They will already know you. You already have built a relationship with the local conference. After all, you need that, that reference from your local conference president um, before you can come to us for, for endorsement. So continue that relationship because we, want, we truly do want to partner with our local conference, our local churches, and, um, and serve our communities together. together. So thank you so much for, for being so gracious um, in your emails and your phones. And I look forward to continuing to serve this wonderful, wonderful group of chaplains. Um, lastly, as I get ready to hand off to, um, to Chaplain Cork, um, tomorrow afternoon, we are going to... Um, take a group picture after our 2.30 session. Um, so please wear your new blue shirts. Now, some of you that don't have your new blue shirts, um, please come by our booth. We are located in the exhibit hall. When you enter, make a left. We're on the first aisle. Thank you, Bill. We are located at booth 
128. Um, if I'm not there, you will find my chaplain friend, Chaplain Rob Peters. Um, he's, he has he uh, the booth set up. We will get you a blue shirt so that tomorrow, when we conclude the 2.30 time slot, we will take a picture of all of our chaplains. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your for your... Uh, diligence in your service, and I, it is truly an honor to work together for God's kingdom. Well, I'd like to talk about some of the things that we do as your ACM staff that, uh, you know, through the perspective of my own region. First, I want to say I'm grateful for uh, Washington and Jilda getting uh, these appointments. Uh, Washington and I are the two longest serving members of the staff. We were both hired in 2014. We'd both come back from uh, Middle East deployments and Gary Council had his finger on us and Wash got hired in January and I came on board in September. So having worked with Wash for eight years and so he, he's the most experienced member of our staff and as a soon to retire Navy 06, He's got that experience and also the relations with the senior leaders of the Navy uh, that is one of the critical parts of our job. And as a former editor of Message Magazine, he gets some of the church politics, which is an important thing for our office as well. And Jilda was my parents' pastor once upon a time, so I've been hearing about her for a long, long time. Uh, now, I mentioned that this relationship with the national organizations is one of the critical parts of our job that you don't often see. We meet with the uh, uh, leadership of the Association of Professional Chaplains, with ACPE, uh, Ivan met with uh, CPSP, and every January we meet with all the other endorsers and with the chiefs of chaplains of each of the branches. And uh, Washington knows uh, Chaplain Todd from having worked together how many years now? About five years, uh, and uh, um, my last assignment in the Army Reserve was working at the Chief's office, and I did projects with Chaplain Soldier. Uh, and so we know if we have an issue and we call the Chief's office, they get back to us. They answer emails within like 20 minutes. Uh, um, and Randy Kitchens, the Air Force Chief, I first met him when he was at the Air Force Academy, and I met with him, he gave me three hours of his time to give me an orientation to ministry at the Air Force Academy. He said, there are six Seventh-day Adventist cadets here. I make sure they get to church every Sabbath. They didn't think to ask for football games for Sabbath off, but I made sure. And Randy was also down in Arkansas. And when I had a uh, uh, airman with Sabbath issues, uh, uh, I asked at the time, uh, 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 Chaplain Scheich, who's your senior guy there? He said, Randy Kitchens. I called Randy. That Sabbath issue was resolved within 20 minutes. Uh, so these are folks that know Seventh-day Adventists, that like Seventh-day Adventists, and that go to bat for us. And uh, uh, we're really happy that we have those relationships. Now, my main responsibility is as the assistant director for the Great Plains region, which is the Southwestern Union and the Mid-America Union, basically uh, from the Rio Grande to the Canadian border, from the R Mississippi to the Rockies. 
I also serve as, uh, because of my campus ministry background, as the liaison for our chaplains in public campus ministry and our chaplains at our Adventist colleges and universities as well, and we meet with them each year. And I also have the uh, fun task of being the liaison with those Army veterans who served in Operation White Coat back during the Vietnam era. 2,300 Seventh-day Adventist medics who volunteered uh, to be human subjects for research into infectious diseases, uh, developing many of the vaccines that uh, we military people get in our arms time and time and time again. Uh, and we maintain a connection with USAMRA, the U.S. Army Research Institute in Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick. And sometimes we get calls from veterans who say, uh, I want to know about my records. I want to know if it's impacting my health or from their kids. And we can make a phone call to uh, uh, Dr. Pittman, who's the head of research there. Uh, and we maintain that connection. And we find that uh, there's some white coat who never got honored by the church. We had medals that were presented by USAMRID and by the General Conference to each of the white coats at a, uh, uh, at a reunion. And so I'll go out to the church and be able to recognize them and make those uh, presentations as well. So those are some of the unique things that I do. Um, on professional development, Dr. Anderson was big that he wanted each of us to serve as an example in our own professional development. So Washington has now completed four units of CPE. <laughs> and I'm starting number three at Met Michael E. DeBakey VA Medical Center in Houston. Uh, and looking forward to that. When I first did CPE, I was a 24-year-old second lieutenant at Walter Reed, the youngest kid. Now at 60, all my other classmates are my own kid's age. So it's a very different experience. <laughs> but we want to show you that, you know, we don't have all the answers. We know our own areas, but we all see the need that we need to be exposed to the other areas of ministry as well. Um, collaboration with the other NAD offices is critical, and I work with young adult ministry and with health ministries, especially in doing some of our mental health training and some of our NAD uh, trainings. We each build relationships with the conferences, the unions, and the Seventh-day Adventist colleges and hospitals in our region. One of our key things is getting chaplains ordained. When I came on board, we had some chaplains in my region who'd been in full-time ministry for 40 years and never got ordained. You know, and this whole issue of whether women can be ordained, uh, you know, how can we have anybody ordained for 40, or unordained for 40 years and doing ministry? But we got Cedric McIntosh ordained in Central States, uh, and we got uh, uh, Mark Fenton ordained uh, after after like 40 years uh, in the uh, uh, Kansas-Nebraska conference as well, and now we're finding our chaplains getting ordained around the same time their peers in congregational ministry are getting ordained because we've been working at these relationships. And we want our conferences to see you as resources. And I tell the conferences, hey, these are the ones in your area. Uh, Buddy Burke, conference for Southwest Region, and... Uh, 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 Calvin Watkins before him said, hey, are there chaplains who can help me with some of the small churches where I can't send a full-time pastor? And so Montes Estenville has done that, Sherlock Brown, uh, uh, Cedric's uh, uh, done that up in uh, uh, central states. 
So we want to develop those uh, relationships as well. Encouraging CPE for pastors, I mentioned. So Steve Carlson is chaplain at Kettering College. His dad is president of the Kansas-Nebraska Conference. Steve said, I'm at this health college. I should do CPE. And then he calls up his dad, says, Dad, you got to do CPE. And then Ron Carlson tells me, how can I get a CPE unit for every one of my pastors in Kansas, Nebraska? And then that lunch I had, that day, same day I had lunch with Roger Bernard and Kristen Josiah of Central States, they said the same thing. How can we get a unit of CPE for every one of our pastors? So we're making a difference, and they're seeing that it makes a difference. Um, you know, also making these other connections, like uh, I mentioned before, the connection between hospitals and military bases, like uh, First Cav at Fort Hood and our Adventist Hospital there. These are important relationships where we can enrich one another. Um, a couple of the key senior chaplains in my region, I've mentioned uh, Jorge Torres as First Cav Division Chaplain uh, at Fort Hood, and James Hall, who's a colonel, who's uh, uh, going to be coming, the, is starting as the command chaplain for U.S. Army North, North in San Antonio. We sometimes forget our Adventist chaplain assistants in the military, though. I think we need to in start inviting them to our conferences. We have two right now. Elian Strawn is becoming the regimental sergeant major senior enlisted advisor for the U.S. Army chief of chaplains. And Evelyn Montealegre is now the command sergeant major for the U.S. Army Chaplain Center at, in school at Fort Jackson. These are, and she, as an E-4 specialist in Germany, worked with Gary Council when he was an active duty chaplain. She was your chaplain assistant. So, and I worked with her in Kuwait. So uh, these, we need to honor these Seventh-day Adventist religious ministry professionals as well. Um, Rich Carlson, he retired this year after 40, last year, after 40 years at Union College. 38 years as chaplain, and he's also now 40 years as chaplain of the Lincoln Police Department. Another chaplain in my region who was doing extraordinary ministry this past year was Sean Lee, who was both public campus ministry director for Minnesota uh, Conference. He was, he's pastor of the Southview Church and he's a police chaplain in the precinct that has been in the news for lots of protests in recent years. Um, and he was there in the midst of protests, both pastoring the police that were uh, being protested while his own church members were on the protest lines, and him trying to stand there in the breach and be that person reconciling and bringing both and speaking peace and truth to both. Uh, you know, you guys are doing amazing, amazing work, but you're also suffering from it. As over the hospital chaplains, you know, the pandemic over the past three years, issues of post-traumatic stress and moral injury, our military chaplains who have had six, seven, eight, nine, ten combat deployments, we need to understand better how to meet your needs. Um, I'm also doing an MPH, uh, and I want to, for the chaplains in my region, I'm going to send out a moral injury assessment survey tool uh, that's developed by one of the chaplains I work with at the VA, um, and invite you to send that in 
and to do some follow-up conversations to hear your story. I'm going to send that to everybody. So whether you're healthcare, whether in the military, and you get a sense that this is something that you're dealing with and you want us to find ways to care for you, this is going to be my project for the next couple of months. So thank you all. And if you're from my region and we haven't met yet, please introduce yourself. And next, Dr. Angela Lee. <laughs> Thank you, Chaplain Bill. It is my honor, my privilege, to be able to join this wonderful team of ACM um, and be able to work together and serve together as, however God leads us. We each have our unique calling, even though maybe we're in the military branch or in the hospital, we still have little niches that God wants us to, to fulfill, you know, um, bridging our passion and the way that he leads um, his people to our care. And um, I am privileged to be able to be uh, situated in the West region, uh, replacing Chaplain Ivan Omania. He was my um, wonderful, wonderful um, um, uh, ACM assistant director. And I had never thought that I would be doing this in front here. So um, praise God, I, I, you know, everything that, that uh, the support that I've got, you know, the, from the team, from Dr. Anderson, I would continue to pay that forward to, to continue to nurture the chaplains that God put um, us together. And so I started uh, working for the West Coast, in the West Coast uh, since November last year. And I think I've met over about 80 chaplains. And if I have missed, or if you haven't met me yet, please come in and talk with me. And, and occasionally I'll miss an email here and there because you know, it's just overwhelming. The learning curve is so huge, but it's so fun at the same time. And um, I try to do like a semi-annual um, Zoom meeting to meet with uh, different disciplines. And I, because I'm a female, so I added the category of women's chaplains into, into the, you know, the different categories. And I think that will bring us together um, in different unique situations. And um, uh, one of my main goal is to connect more with the local conferences, uh, unions, and the churches to advocate and let to educate and let them understand why um, the chaplains and the, and the conference or the local church need to partner together. I am part of a pastoral team in my local church, and they, especially during the pandemic, they kept saying, you know, we don't have the expertise or training that a chaplain has. And so if we offer ourselves to our local judges, that's part of the biggest um, advocacy for our own chaplaincy team, because then they can see that we are actually um, filling some of the gaps that um, they've been needing and not knowing. Um, I would also like to emphasize, and I would like to now, when I meet with my, my, the chaplains in my area, I really want to emphasize that we each have to connect to our local church. Sometimes our local community may, may give us some heartaches. Maybe we have resentment or hurt. But I feel that, especially if you're working alone in the health system or in, in your workplace, at your workplace, we need to have a backup community to help us to, to journey together, minister. Ministry is not an easy task, and we cannot share um, our struggles and sometimes our hardship with just an average person. We have to find a chaplain or a pastor that could continue to be our 
pastor or chaplain. I always find at least a couple of people to be my pastor, to be my chaplain, to pray with me, to share with me, and to, you know, lean on each other. So I encourage, um, especially at the chaplains in my area, to make sure that you're connected with your local church and, um, and also find a, not a mentor, but at least a pastor that you can call and, and talk with. We are human beings. Our um, relationships changes from time to time, and we need people to support one another. And I'm a very relational person. If you cannot find one, please start with me. Call me and text or text me, um, and we can go from there. Um, let me see. Our directors have already talked about a lot of the things, and um, I will try my best to continue to help um, the chaplains in my area for endorsement ordination slash um, commission and commissioning. And if, if you find that this is the right time or you don't not sure if you are ready for it, just give me a call, give me a text anyways, we'll talk. Um, so that's all I have. Um, I also have a plan, which down the road, um, I want to see if um, the others would like to join, but I would like to start like a, at least a devotional or a book um, on the chaplains and our callings so that we can get some material together so that people can understand what we do and our calling and also share with the young people that are in the seminaries or, or thinking about um, a ministry that to let them know what we do and how we are called. And I think the main thing that I enjoy chaplaincy is because I'm called, and I hope that you all can continue to um, ask God to fuel you with that continued passion in chaplaincy ministry. That's all I have.